0: Welcome to the People of Canterbury Baptist, the podcast where we meet the people of Canterbury Baptist Church in Melbourne, Australia, hear their stories and explore ideas relevant to our church and community. My name is Stephen and for today's episode, let's meet Deborah. Hello, Deb. Welcome to the People of Canterbury Baptist. Steven it's good to see you. Uh, we're actually on a Zoom call in this particular case, so we can actually look at each other while we are speaking to each other. Now, as uh, I'm going to open our conversation with the way that I open it every other conversation, which is the question, where were you born?
1: In downtown Melbourne at a hospital that actually no longer exists there. But um, yeah, so right in the middle of the city and my whole life, I think I've moved maybe 20 kilometres max from the city. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so so you're born downtown Melbourne what suburb did you first live in as a young as a baby
1: Lower Templestowe. What's
0: which, your first yeah. childhood memory
1: I was going to say um it was back in the day when um the horse and cart delivered the milk and I do remember that A hot milk sitting outside if you didn't go and get it <laughs>
0: Um, so, so describe to me what was home life like for you in those very early years.
1: Yeah, they were good. I was the eldest of um, two other sisters that came along, so um, two years behind me, and then um, six years behind me. So um, I do remember sort of that mothering of my youngest sister and um, traipsing her in and out of the car in a bassinet, you know, before we had seat bolts and all those fancy things. Um and we had neighbors next door that had five children, um, boys and girls, and um, no fences between the two houses, so we would run between the two houses and climb trees and jump off of um, garage roofs and yeah they were um, they were easy times and um, and always always out in the street um, it was very uh, very good neighborhood. Mm.
0: Were you always an, an active child?
1: Yeah, I guess I was. And um, and we were allowed to be so. Um, we walked to school, which was a fair way, probably, I'd say probably a kilometre and a half. Um, and then when I got old enough, I was allowed to ride my bike. Um, yeah, so, yeah, no, it was, it was pretty active.
0: Hmm. Were you... Uh, if, if you could go back and look at yourself as a child would you be seen as more of an active outdoorsy type were you were you more of a quieter indoorsy type were you were you a fairly academic i like just paint a picture of what we would see if we saw deb in those primary school or early childhood years
1: yeah so quite active um uh, i have some regrets as i've got older that i was not musical in any way but my mum's theory was always that um, she would keep us very active, particularly on Saturday. So we had several games of basketball um, and we'd often do roller skating and other things as well. So when it got to Saturday night, we were too tired to go out and get up to mischief. <laughs> um, but, yeah, there was no musical instruments in my house, I think, because she just threw us into all of the sporting activities. <laughs>
0: So was so was the academic side of school a chore for you, or or, or, or were you also fairly academic as well?
1: Yeah, no, I, I enjoyed school and um, and um, I enjoyed learning, and um, yeah, I I did strive to do well. Um, yeah, a, a basic pass was never good enough for me. I I did always want to do well, and and I guess please my teachers, please my parents. Um, so yeah, I worked I worked pretty hard at school.
0: So you're painting a picture in my head of outdoorsy, sporty, and academic. It's like the triple threat.
1: <laughs> yeah, it seems fairly perfect, I suppose. Um, yeah. Well
0: was your childhood perfect then?
1: <laughs> um so it was it was pretty good like that until um upper end of high, of primary school, sorry, in, when I was in grade six, my um, parents divorced. Okay. Um, it was a shock at the time. I think as a child I didn't perhaps notice um, what was going on in the house um, until it actually sort of happened. We moved house and then um, it all sort of came tumbling down, I guess. Um, and uh, so... At that time, I remember in grade six feeling quite um, different because it was a time when I didn't have any other friends whose parents divorced and so, um, yeah, I felt, I, I just felt different and probably tried to hide it a bit.
0: Do, do you feel that that changed your relationship with school or changed your relationship with your peers, your school friends?
1: I don't think so, No um I probably invited them over to my house less. I was probably more keen to go to their house or go out um rather than entertaining at my own house. Um, but apart from that I don't think so. Um,
0: as a uh, as a as a child in your upper primary school years um so your your parents divorced did you end up bouncing back and forth between the two households what was your life like once your parents were separated from each other?
1: Um, so my mum um, is a nurse and she would work night duty and so my dad would actually sleep at the house with us um, and so we'd see see him in the evening and then the morning um, on the nights when mum worked and then she would obviously be there the other times and then back then it was a little bit, I guess more rigid than perhaps what it is now when when people divorce. So Sundays was Dad's Day. And I do remember it being a time when um, we actually had a fair bit to do, more to do with my father than perhaps what we had previously because he had to set aside Sundays to spend the whole day with us, Um, whereas prior to that, and probably that was one of the reasons for the breakdown, he um, was a salesman and um, he would often work Saturdays, and if he wasn't working, he was playing. Ah, go- uh, Sunday, sorry, if he wasn't working, he'd be playing golf. So we didn't have a lot of time, but I do remember that switch when um, when he had to look after us on Sundays, and and it was a really good time for us all because um, yeah, we would we would go to church, and then he would pick us up from church, and um, and we would yeah have his undivided attention right through till after dinner time on Sunday night. So yeah.
0: So let's talk about faith in, in these childhood years. You, you mentioned church. Mm. Did you and your family go to church in these years?
1: Yeah, so um, we were um, active members of Bulleen Baptist um, back then. I am actually the granddaughter of a Baptist minister. Um, so my dad's dad um, was a Baptist minister. And, um, so we were all active in the church, um, as the years went on, my dad became less active because he had work and golf. (laughs) Um, so mum always took us and, um, yeah, so very happy days at Bulleen Baptist and I was involved with girls brigade and, um, yeah, it was a regular thing. Every Sunday morning we would go to church and we never, we never bucked at that. We just accepted it and enjoyed it. Mm.
0: Was church for you a, like it was a place that you went to and, and it's, it sounds like you went to without, as you said, bucking, bucking <laughs> it. Um, but, but was it a happy place for you? Are, are your memories of your childhood years in church happy places or, or was your experience, your memory more sort of long, boring services that you're just waiting to finish?
1: So we would have Sunday school before actual church. So um, I'm trying to think of what time that was maybe like 9 o'clock to 10 o'clock, we'd have Sunday school and then you would go on to church. Um, and, yeah, no, I don't remember being bored in any way, but I guess um, sort of that upper primary school, which is probably at the stage where you might think it might have been boring, um, we used to be picked up from by my father and we would go out. So we only ever did Sunday school. We never actually did the church bit. Mm.
0: Um so, you then moved into high school. Actually, just out of curiosity, did you spend your entire primary school in one primary school?
1: I did, yes. Temple Still Hearts Primary School, yeah, it was a great school. It's quite a big school, but yeah, I did.
0: And then transferring to high school, which high school did you go to, and was that the only high school you attended?
1: Yeah, so then I went to Templestowe Technical School, which was actually just at the back of the primary school. Um, we had moved house by then, but it was still within walking distance or riding distance from our home. Um, and so um, it was like the closest um, school, um, but I also liked the idea of the technical school. Some, like My closest girlfriend from um, primary school I actually went to Templestowe High School, which was... That was a fair bit more distance. I don't know. I think I probably would have had to have got a bus to get there. But um, yeah, I did. I had no idea at this stage what I wanted to do. The technical school only went to um, year eleven or or um, year, what was it called? Form five <laughs> at that stage. So um, so I started technical school and loved it. We did all sorts of you know woodwork, um, sheet metal, cooking, typing. You know, it was a very well rounded. Um, secondary school education. But in year nine, I had decided I wanted to do nursing, which meant that I did need year 12. So um, I actually made the decision to swap to um, a high school. By that stage, my mum had remarried and we'd moved again. And, um, And so my older stepsisters had started at um, it's called Doncaster East High School then I think it's called Doncaster College or something now Um, and so in my own mind I thought if I move in year 10 and do year 10 and 11 and 12 at the new high school that would be easier than continuing at the tech school which I was very much happy and enjoying but getting to year 11 and then swapping and just doing year 12 so so I do remember specifically making that decision myself um, and being quite sad at leaving where I was, but excited about, you know, going to this new school with my older stepsisters and, um, yeah, and and pursuing my uh, preparation for year 12. Um-
0: What's the what's the functional difference between a, a tech school and a high school? And please, please pardon my ignorance on that point. Um, but and also, as a year seven, looking at the two options, what do you think? What do you think was in you that attracted you more to it to the tech school option than the high school option?
1: Um, I do think probably distance was one thing because it was definitely closer. Um, but I really liked the idea of um, not, I, I guess say so not being as academic but yet I was fairly academic so but it was yeah it was just more well rounded I think with all these other opportunities than just the straight maths English that the high school offered. Um, so yeah we spent a lot more time um with I guess using our hands um yeah
0: uh, you also mentioned in passing that your your mother had remarried and you had some stepsisters, so your home life radically changed by the sounds of it by about this point. So what was home life like for you in your high school years now?
1: Yeah, so um, so I was the eldest of three and then I became the middle one of six girls. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so I guess to everyone looking in, it was a bit like the Brady Bunch, the the two um, couples coming each with three children um, made six girls um, and we were fortunate. We had a, um, a new house in uh, Templestowe um, that was um, seven bedrooms, so we each had our own bedroom um, and... Uh, yeah, so then not became the middle one. So um, very different dynamic. I then had to learn to share my mother with three other uh, girls because their mother had died. So she became their mum as well and she took that role very seriously and treated us all very equal. Um, but for me, I guess it was like, oh, now I I don't have the same relationship with my mother as I used to. And also um, my stepfather turned out to be not a particularly nice fellow. He seemed nice on the outside. He was a church-going fellow. Um, By this stage we had moved to Templestowe Baptist Church. We were founding members there. Um, And to all on the outside, it seemed the perfect family. Um, But, yes, he did not treat um, myself and my sister's well um and so being at home was uh difficult when my mother wasn't there and I did say that we were fortunate we all had our own bedrooms but in hindsight it wasn't such a fortunate thing because um he would visit us in our bedrooms
0: wow is it okay if I ask you how long did that go on for? Was that was that for a short period of time? Or was that for pretty much much of your high school uh, time um, at home?
1: Yes. Yeah, so no, it was the whole time that we were um, at a home. I left at eighteen um, after my high school year to go nursing, um, but it did continue for my younger sisters until they left home
0: um,
1: some years later.
0: Is it okay if I ask? As a as a high school age, a young person, how did you process that experience?
1: Um, I guess quietly. We didn't share it with anyone. We didn't share it with each other. Um, So I thought it was only happening to me. My sisters thought it was only happening to them. Um, And I guess our release was... Um, still we would go to my dad's on a Sunday, so that was always a good a good time and then there was just that regret about having to come home again, but we we accepted it, I think. Um, really then it was, um, yeah, there was never any option about living, with, you know, living away from your mother. That was, you know, the law was very closed on that at that time and I do wonder now why we didn't perhaps asked to live with my farm but um but I, I I think we just accepted it
0: if if you could go back to yourself in that particular moment, and I guess now, with the benefit of hindsight and uh, and the years that have passed and the processing that I'm sure you've done behind uh, just just within yourself as you've as you've um uh, thought through these things I'm sure what is it that you would want, i guess want to say to yourself then or or maybe an alternative question is how are you processing it now? How do, you, how do you now reflect back on that time?
1: I don't feel any anger or um, distress thinking about it. Um, I guess I just feel sad that, that it happened and that we couldn't perhaps stop it happening earlier. Um, Because I'm sure there were opportunities, and I do remember certain instances where we tried to tell people but weren't listened to. So, yeah, I don't know that I have much more to say about that really.
0: during your high school years, what was your relationship like with with these these new stepsisters that are coming to your life? Was it was it was it was it was it the Brady Bunch, the big the, the big uh, the big friendly family, or the kids getting together? Like, what what, what was the dynamic in the household?
1: Um, well, it was mostly okay. Um, they tended to side with their father, um, and so sometimes. Um, there was a little bit of uneasiness there. But, I mean, we all had, you know, dinner at the same time and chatted and we all got along. Um, But there was always, um, uh, I guess, an understanding that there were secrets um, that we never spoke about um, and probably that did cause some divide even during that time. Um that yeah, probably shouldn't have been there
0: <laughs> what was your faith journey like during this time did you- continue, did you continue to go to church, and did your opinion or experience of church change while you were also going through all these other things?
1: yeah no, I had a good faith um i was, um, well, I made a decision and I was baptized, um, in my, you know, when I was like 15, um, and State Baptist was, um, was a, you know, it was a growing church. We built a church. Um, we were at a, you know, at a primary school when we first joined. So, you know, we watched it grow and develop and I, um, became a youth group leader and, um, yeah. And then, Actually, when I was at the high school, so the very first couple of girls I met when I transferred from the tech to the high school, um, I'm still friendly with one of those girls today, and she was a Christian, and she went to another church, Um, and so um, I used to hang out at her church as well, Um, and that's where probably um, I have got most of my Christian friends from, rather than from Templestowe, where... um, the group of people I hung with were either older or younger. Um, but, yeah, so um, I met Pete, my, my husband, through through her church. Um, and, yeah, no, my faith was good. And, um, yeah, I was very thankful for, for for God during those times.
0: We'll come back to Pete in a minute, how you met him and, and how that relationship flourished. But I'm also, I just want to hold you in your high school years just for a, a little bit longer. Um to, to, did you have any particular hobbies or sporting activities, talents which you were able to foster and develop during these times, any sort of hidden talents you can surprise us with?
1: Uh, yes, yeah, so long long gone now. But, um, yeah, so we were very active in calisthenics. Uh, my mum had been very active in calisthenics and so um, myself – and my two, um, you know, actual sisters and then one of my stepsisters, the four of us, um, were very active. We would travel to Ballarat each year. We would do competitions. Um, yeah, it was a really, like, we were very dedicated. It was, it was really good and just hanging with a whole lot of other girls. Um, and I formed a lot of friendships there. Um, we also were playing several basketball matches um, on a Saturday. So the six of us would, on Friday night, there would be a, okay, let's work out which parent's taking which kid to which match because six matches and in basketball, you know, for those that are involved with basketball would know you can be travelling anywhere. Um, and I remember my mum doing the washing afterwards. We'd all wear two um two pairs of socks because our sneakers weren't fantastic and just stop you getting blisters. You have two pairs of socks each and they're all our uniforms and um, And we would play a couple of games, on a, you know, each on a Saturday. So, um, yeah, it was a pretty tight schedule. Um, and then I also did swimming and diving through um, school and uh, went up to state level at diving. Um, mostly three metre diving, some one metre, no higher than that. And um, I got to the stage where I actually just started getting scared. So I got several medals and then um, I was probably year uh, 10, I think, when I stopped Um, because I just got scared with the amount of somersaults and stuff that they were wanting us to do. And, yeah, I never injured myself, but um, I didn't have the – the courage, I guess. So, um, but at that stage we, we would, mum would take me, me and one of my stepsisters into the um, Olympic pool in the city, um, which I think now is the Collingwood sort of gym area, like on the arrow there. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, So describe for me for a minute, uh, getting to state level in diving, so that means that you got to a level in which you were diving against everyone else in the state of Victoria who was who was of the same age group as as you were in this particular case. Um, what was that experience like? What, was that like a, an, an exciting achievement for you to be able to say, "How hey, I'm actually at a state level"? Or did it just feel like another competition? You know, what, what, it was was this like a long long held ambition for you? Just describe to me you <laughs> stepping into this. You know, I'm now I'm now at a state level of a particular skill.
1: It was, I, I never really thought about it much. It was, it was a bit of a fluke. Cause like you do into school sports and I'd do swimming and I don't know, just, I think just a couple of our, my, myself and my friends just went, Oh, let's try the diving. And so we just sort of did it. And, um, and just, I guess, initially we were taught by the, just the PE teachers and um, you know, we'd run from school at lunchtime to the, to the diving pool and, dive all lunchtime and then run back eating your sandwiches as you went back into class. Um, and, yeah, anyway, I started sort of winning. And then they were like, well, actually, you probably should get coached. I was like, oh, okay then. So mum was like, oh, yeah, well, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, commute her and, and there was one of my sis- stepsisters as well. Um, so, yeah, so we started doing this diving then, sort of like three nights a week after school um, and, yeah, and competing. Um, So it was, yeah, it wasn't really a well thought out plan. It just sort of happened, and um, yeah, so no, it was good. It was, yeah, it was quite an achievement.
0: As a parent here, I'm, I'm I'm sort of doing the maths in my head. So it's six kids in total in the household. Each of them, I'm sure, very active with all sorts of different programs they're involved in. But just just thinking of you, calisthenics. Basketball, swimming, and diving up to a fairly high level. Plus, of course, school. Plus, of course, church, and I'm sure other activities you're involved in. Um, it must have been like crazy at your house. You mean you must have been all over the place every night of the week? <laughs>
1: uh, it was, but I guess as a kid, you don't even really notice. You just, you just like your mum just takes you to these things. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think her health suffered as a as a result of of all of that and she um, had a heart attack at a younger age than I'm at now um, and I do remember them thinking because I was, you know, like in my, well, 20s, um, oh, golly, like she's actually had a hard life and perhaps we need to look after her a bit more now. <laughs> um, yeah, anyway, uh, she was a good, uh, very dedicated mum to her children. Mm.
0: Deb, it's been a real privilege just to catch up with you. We've got so much more of your story left left to be told. So I wondering if we can maybe just wrap this conversation up around about here. But but if you wouldn't mind, come back next time and let's uh, let's dive into Peter, how you met Peter and the, the blossoming relationship and, and how life moved on for you from here. So thank you for this time and uh, hopefully we can uh, speak to you uh, soon. Thanks, David. And thank you to everyone who was tuned in to listen. This podcast is produced and presented by Stephen Field on behalf of Canterbury Baptist Church, Melbourne, Australia. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email cbc at canterburybaptist.org. If you're a member or regular attender of this church, how about you get in touch with Deb directly and thank her for her contribution today. The music is a song, The First Step, by Andrew Naylor from his album, Two Stones. This album is available wherever you purchase or stream your music. Join us next time as we continue our chats with the people of Canterbury Baptist.